0: Thank you for joining me in the social sanctuary, as a digital marketing professional I spend so much of my time online and the internet provides plenty of fantastic opportunities for us all but it can also be draining, with so much noise finding peace and time to reflect is more essential than ever before. Through inspirational conversations with key individuals, The Social Century invites you to take a closer look at important topics across the digital space, covering everything from cyberbullying to online influencers, to how to get young people into work and the importance of mental health. Most importantly, The Social Century provides a break from the hustle and bustle of online life, giving us all a space to discuss the matters which really matter in the hectic modern world. Welcome back to The Social Century. Today I'm joined by Ben Locke, founder of ReFaced. ReFaced helps you to get a new lease of life out of your existing doors by kitchen wrapping, vinyl wrapping and also helping you to transform other spaces in your home, which I'm sure Ben will talk to us about soon. So thanks for being on the show, Ben. Um, Could you tell the listeners a bit more about yourself and how you started ReFaced?
1: Hi, Harvey. Thanks for having me on. Um, Yeah, my name is Ben, Ben Locke. Chef lad, Chef City Born and bred, And I've always been creative. I've always been entrepreneurial. I've always wanted to have my own business. And in terms of refaced, it came about due, I think primarily because I got my first property, my first flat in 2010, 2011. And the kitchen in there, it was unappealing. It was dire, it was horrible. If you can imagine the old maths books we used to have in exercise books we used to have in school the maths ones that were white with the blue grids on them like the blue squares that's what the kitchen covers look like and they were horrendous and at the time like i said i've always been entrepreneurial. so at the time i had started a t-shirt printing blazers, and i owned a protocol uh, and the product cutters used within vinyl signwriting industry which we use t-shirts and vinyl kitchens i also had some vinyl that I'd purchased just to test plot and to run some samples. It happened to be black and bright orange. Now if you can imagine, they be really contrasting colours. But I chose to wrap the kitchen black bottoms so the lower cupboards were black and the upper cupboards were bright orange. And everyone that came to me house said, wow, look at your kitchen. But for me, it was just my kitchen. It was my kitchen, it was better than what it used to look like. And it was just a kitchen. Anyway, fast forward, so this was 2011. Yeah, 2011. Fast forward eight, nine years, and I revisited the idea. I've always been entrepreneurial. An entrepreneur, and I wanted to have me on. I, I was tired of working other people. The one thing I always tell people around me is, it's all good working for someone else, but once upon a time, that was their dream. They had a dream. Started the company, and now you're helping create their dream and help it, helping their dream blossom. Now, I want to have my own dream, I want my dream to blossom, I want my dream to be fulfilled, and Refaced is part of that. So, I wanted to do something that was outside the box, something that was different, something that would help the environment. And unknowingly, Refaced and Wrapping Kitchens happened to be perfect because. What we do in Reface is, is give the kitchens a new lease of life. Now, whilst giving the kitchens a new lease of life, we're stopping them from entering landfill. I think
0: that's, yeah, really unique as well, because I know that you get sustainable kitchen um, and home businesses out there, but I think what you're doing by just reinventing the existing space sets you apart from from the rest. One of the aims we were refaced was
1: to save the customers' money, and also save the environment. So, like I said, originally saving carcasses units from going to landfill just for the sake of someone in a pretty new kitchen.
0: Yeah, and it's I suppose it's about working with what you've got and looking to transform that rather than just um chucking it all away and starting again, because I think there's a, a lot of pressure on people, you know, that have just moved in to replace the kitchen if, if it doesn't look great and actually just reinventing it by vinyl wrapping it is a, is a much better way and more affordable way to do it. Much, much, much more affordable way. Now,
1: you mentioned the fact that, yeah, it's vinyl wrapping kitchens and...
2: Research has shown that when customers purchase their first home, when they move into a house... Majority of the time, they want to put their own stamp on the house. And the place that they tend to focus on first is the kitchen. And you all know the saying, the kitchen is the heart of the home. So I re- I believe that that's part of the reason as to why Reface has had such a positive impact and is growing so well.
0: Oh, wow, so it's not just about the kitchens you can work with, other spaces as well? Yeah, definitely. Plenty of spaces within
1: a domestic environment within a house. So we could be in kitchen, we could vital wrap your fitted wardrobes in your bedroom, we could vital wrap the tiles in your bathroom. There's many areas within a house
0: that we can reface for you and give a new lease of life. And we had a conversation last year about um, sort of the ethical values of the, of the business and working with limited budgets and helping people to give those spaces a facelift and you showed me a video I know it's on your social media now of that customer seeing the transformed kitchen for the first time Um, and I know that got quite a lot of reaction online so it must be quite rewarding for you as well to see that reaction. um I know you described it as for for people that spend a lot of time in the homes that are more isolated. Giving the room a facelift is it means more to them than like the everyday person.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a that's a conversation or a story that I refer to a lot when I am speaking to potential clients and just networker people in general. Now. 2020 we were all locked in the houses, locked down and we were all staring at the same four walls and I know it was frustrating for many people never remind myself and during that time is when I incorporated the business that's when I started Reface 2020 which was a strange time to start a business but within doing what I was doing when I was in certain clients houses after making a transformation I could see that I was bringing joy to the client rather than the joy from just making a sale and making money. I was getting fulfilled by seeing a client's reaction. So the video that we did mention, that video I had saved, I said to you, I'd saved in my camera roll for about a year. I didn't post it up. It was something that I thought about posting, but as for, hmm. And I showed it to you and you said, yeah, definitely post it up. And like I say, that is more fulfilling than being given the cash after doing the job. Just knowing that you've had an effect and an uplift on someone's
0: life is very rewarding. And you spoke as well about wanting to kind of take this to another level and to look to work with um, like local authorities on on the, on the their council properties as well because um, you really want to support as many people as, as possible. Um, and I know you spoke about how it's not like a budget solution in the sense that um you know it's just for for low-income households because that's not what Refaced is but you wanted to have the option for anyone to be able to make a difference to the space where did that sort of value come from was it always something that you wanted to do to try and have that mass appeal
1: i mean yeah like i said Sheffield City, born and bred. I'm from Brightside which is like the north end of the city near Middle Hall. Now it's not poor but it's not the most affluent part of the city and ever since being a child I've always strived to have more and to yeah I think working class people always want to have more than what they've been given and they strive and they work hard to get what they get Now within Refaced, initially when I started the business, I was doing kitchens for £400 and majority of my kitchens were aimed at people that live in council houses. The initial reason was council kitchens are horrible to look at, they really are, they really are boring, there's not much to them that it's a kitchen, there's nothing wrong with it, but just to look at it, it really is unappealing, so My main target audience originally was council tenants, people on low budgets that wanted to have nice looking things. Since starting ReFaced in 2020, I've then developed my client base to being in million pound houses. Now I've been shocked that I've gotten from being in a council house to a million pound house, but it just shows the, the hard work that I've put into the business. And the fact that the services we offer Aren't just for budget friendly options. They aren't just cheap alternatives to getting a kitchen, a fitted kitchen put in. Now, when it comes to your traditional kitchen refit, you've got to have numerous trades in a joiner, possibly a plaster, a plumber, an electrician. You've got to get a skip outside. You're possibly looking at about a week's worth of work, noise, dust, and everything else that comes with it. And I'd say roughly, you'd be looking all in all, roughly about six, seven grand and some, whereas our alternative, which is the architectural vinyl wrap or the spraying on for your kitchen, for instance, is much cheaper. So it's cheaper being about 70% cheaper than your traditional methods, it's less intrusive, so we'd be in there for one to two days, you don't have to have a skip outside your house, there's minimal noise, minimal dust. And also it's better for the environment because you're not throwing your kitchen out to landfill. And the materials that we use, the waste, if we come and wrap a kitchen, which is typically 12 doors, seven drawers, a few kickboards, and that's a 4.5 meters worth of worktop, we'd walk out of the house with a black bin back full of rubbish. Now that is extremely good for the environment because we're not putting nothing to landfill. And at the same time, the customer's saving a hell of a lot of time, stress, and money, what's important. So these methods compared to traditional methods then offer the customer the chance to have innovative, customizable, unique looks within their kitchen that you wouldn't never get from typical kitchen fitters such as Wren, Howden's, B&Q. The colours that you'd get from those places are limited, whereas we have a wide range of colours, plain colours to choose from, marbles, wood patterns.
0: Like a massive, massive range of different textures and styles. Yes. You've seen yourself in um, a mixture of households from, like, low-income households to million-pound houses. Do you think that comes from people wanting to be more sustainable and also wanting quicker results without all the chaos and the, the stress that comes with a traditional kitchen fit?
1: yes so obviously like i mentioned the sustainability factor everyone is on being more sustainable the eco-conscious and also people like convenience people like quick hearing now and if you compare get your kitchen refaced, which may take one to two days versus a traditional method which could take up to a week you've got different trays in your house dust getting dragged through your house a skip outside noise VFace is
0: always going to be a better alternative to traditional methods. Yeah, do you want to mention anyone like high profile that you've worked with? Through networking
1: and work of an interior designer, we've worked with the director of Yorkshire Wildlife Park, and we sprayed his kitchens in his massive house. We've also worked with a lady from Gogglebox. You may know her as Ellie from Leeds, the two sisters from Leeds. But we, yeah, we
0: sprayed her kitchen last year, which
1: that was a nice experience as well.
0: Yeah, it must be exciting to get the, the variety of experiences too. And I think that's a credit to the work that you're doing. Um, And it's become clear that with all the values in the business that you refer to, um, that it's, you know, very um, client focused and it's ethical, more focused on the person rather than just making a sale. Does that come from sort of your upbringing and and your family values as well?
1: Yeah, I'd definitely say I bring my family values into the business. The business is my fourth child. I've got three kids and this is my baby. This is the youngest child that I've got in a minute. Um, and as regards my ethics, morals and values that I bring to the company, they're definitely values that I've learned through growing up. I've got a younger brother and a younger sister. Me and brother are very close. We're real close, but me and brother are very close. He has now come on board and he works with part of ReFest. He's recently called board, and he is a co-director at Refirst. So it's definitely family-oriented. My kids know how to vinyl rap somewhat and they do get excited at the prospect of daddy going out and doing mm-hmm. these things and being in these yeah. the show pictures and videos of the work I've done. And they see that hard work gets good results, do you know what I mean? I've always tried to instill in my children that practice makes perfect. And I've got a print in my house that I've got on my wall, and I look at it every day, and it reads A comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing in the girls there. And now it is. Now, when I look at that, it, it's a message to me. It's a message to me, to my younger self, to my future self just to know not to stop, to keep striving, I'd look at life and growing up in Brightside, seeing the experiences and living the life I've lived, I've always had respect for my elders, always had respect for other people and I've always lived on do as you would like done to you, treat others how you'd like to be treated. Now that, rolls over into my business and my work and within the morals and ethos of the business I'd never want to lose that as the business builds and grows and the people that I want to bring into Reface have to understand that we treat all our clients the same whether the council client whether they've got a million pound house or a million pound business or whether they're a celebrity everyone gets treated the same and the attention to detail, the customer service, the smiles that you get, even now to cleaning the works up at the end of the job. All these things are part of our reputation and a are part of the foundations that allow us to grow in a way that we have grown. The majority of the marketing and advertisements that we have done have been very very minimal. A lot of the work we've had has been through word of mouth. Now I put that down a lot to the customer service that we give our clients and the fact that they say that you give customer service to about to one person they'll tell ten people. You give great customer service to one person, they may only tell two or three people, but. I guarantee those two or three people will turn over two or three people, whereas if I was giving bad customer service, I don't think I'd still be here today. Harvey Morton Digital offers a spectacular range of digital marketing services, including social media management, website design and influencer marketing. Modern companies need smart solutions for their digital problems, and as the 2018 Ipsy National Young Freelancer of the Year, Harvey knows great digital with an excellent trust pilot score get in touch with harvey today at his website harveymorton.digital to take
2: your online presence to the next level
0: i think it counts for a lot that you've had so much word of mouth recommendation and is it one of your goals to to make it um, a family business in in the years to come and to involve your kids in that as well and to Grow with a family first approach. Just yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. I've I've never really had anything to aspire to, and I want to be that guy in my kids' life where they can look at dad and say, "Look what dad's got." I know that we can get that. We can attain to having something nice. Do you know what I mean? Family-wise,
2: it is a family business, and. Josh, my brother, works alongside me. We've been talking about bringing him in as a partner, officially. And yeah, it's growing and going from strength to strength. My sister, she participates and helps out where she can. And my kids also help out. The oldest the oldest two can vinyl rap somewhat. Uh, the younger one's got no interest in it at the moment. But we're getting there. It's a family business and we're growing.
0: That's really inspiring to hear. And I think that you saying that you didn't have, um, sort of anyone to aspire to, does that lead into you wanting to get involved with the wider business community? Because I know I first met you as part of the, um, Big Challenge, which is a enterprise competition for schools and colleges in Sheffield. Did getting involved with things like that come from you sort of wanting to be a, a positive role model for, for young people to look up to as well in the city.
1: Yes, definitely. I wanted to be a positive role model to young black boys from the city. Now I say that because when I was growing up, the only people that I saw that looked anything like me, that were doing anything good in life, were either celebrities that were footballers or musicians on TV or the drug dealers that lived in the area. Now, aspirations can come from a lot of different things, but sometimes quick and easy, as in the drug business, sometimes does look enticing and can lure a lot of young inner city children in. Now, that's one thing that I want to give back to and help in any way that I can. Whether it be helping through the big challenge and helping the school kids from every background have a little bit of positive boost and self-esteem to fulfil any little dreams that they may have. Whether it be sitting on a board or sitting at schools and giving knowledge and advice to young children that feel disassociated and not a part of the education system. I just want to be able to potentially stop someone from making the wrong choice in life and give them the option to see that in life there's many paths and each person's journey is their own journey. Everyone's in a race with yourself. You're always in a race with yourself. You're never in a race with anybody else. It could be a twin brother, but you're not in a race. You're all in your own journey. He may get something before you get it. You may get something before he gets it. But just know as long as whilst on your journey you're taking time making mistakes and learning from
0: your mistakes, you'll
1: always succeed in the end.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's like a really positive outlook to have. Do you think that it's got better now in terms of like areas of the city where crime might be higher for young people not to be as influenced by that or do you think there's still a lot of work to do in terms of like giving those young people employer encounters and um so that they can make more informed like positive choices i think
1: there's a lot of work that needs to be done there's a lot of work that needs to be done there's there's a few organizations around the city that do try and attempt to bridge the gap and at least give the youth something to do there's always an alternative that i know of and reach up youth now i've had interactions with both those two organizations i know they do a lot to try and combat knife crime and help inner city kids to have aspirations to do better in life yeah Sheffield is, uh, strange for us, 2007, like, the late 2000s, there was a lot of stuff going on, crime, people dying, friends of mine dying, people getting locked up, and it quietened down, and it's kind of started again. And being the father of three children, but my youngest being a boy, it does worry me that people young kids don't have much to do and they've resorted to crime and crime is much more accessible than I feel it was before but as long as I'm around I know people like Anthony and the other organisations that are around Sheffield that are aiming to try and combat this and give the kids a different outlook on life as long as we're around and I feel that there's going to be
0: some sort of fight against the 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 corruption, the the violence. Do you know what I mean? And it's important to keep that hope there as well, to know that things will hopefully get better and change. No, definitely, definitely, definitely.
1: There, there, there will there will be a change. You've got you've got to think positive about things. Negativity never negative to negativity. Positivity, positivity to breed positivity. And as long as there's people like us out there that are willing to give people chances and offer
0: alternatives, then, yeah, we always stand a fighting chance. Exactly. Now, I think that's important for anyone to hear. And in terms of, like, your long-term plan, I know the business has grown quite a lot. Where do you see yourself in in five years' time, thinking ahead? Five years' time... I'd like to see myself
1: on a beach, sat up with the real life, retired or on the way to retirement. No, but seriously, in the five years time, I'm hoping that Reface is a brand that is known around Sheffield, just like Gripple and Forge Masters and other Sheffield brands. I want people to know that Reface is Sheffield and even if they don't know why, they just know that Reface is a Sheffield brand. Now, as regards building my team. I'm hoping to build my team substantially. There's potential contract works that I've been in talks with the Sheffield State Council about renovating a few properties. Um, so there's going to be scope for a wide range of employment. I'm hoping to do a lot with younger people. So bring in apprentices and start them from young, cause like I say, as long as people can see a future and know that there's something out there that's an alternative to what they're currently faced with, then there's going to be a large group of people that I can potentially bring on board and help change their lives at the same time, help build the brand.
0: Yeah, to give them those growth and development opportunities.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That'd be great. I know at the moment it's very much been, I suppose, chaos in a way because you've been so busy so quickly. And I know it's all you and Josh at the moment. So, do you find it hard to, I suppose, have time to yourself to switch off at the weekend and <laughs> things like that? Uh,
1: yeah, switching off is, yeah, switching off is uh, is is difficult, especially with the business still being in its growth. Starting off as a woman band and being with brother in, there's still a lot being a small business that we've got to do. Yes. Social media, ordering products, actually install, installing the products. There's a lot that needs to be done. So switching off is a bit of a challenge, but we're starting to manage it. So, right now, my New Year's resolution has been, work smarter, not harder. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely becoming easier. It's just knowing the right things to do, outsourcing the right things to the right people. Yeah. Everything else seems to run smoother.
0: Do you have any advice for your... 13-year-old self, 15-year-old self, your, your younger self, basically. Uh, any advice you want to, want to do?
1: Advice for my younger self. We can got plenty of advice for my younger
0: self.
1: <laughs> Don't chase the girls. That's probably the first bit of advice I give myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, seriously. Uh, if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I'd say, it's that street you've got. Keep hold of it. And the entrepreneurial street you've got, keep hold of that. And the drive of the passion that you've got to work and earn, keep hold of that. And at the same time, whilst keeping hold of them, be willing to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. Because I'd say one of my bad traits has been having so many ideas, but you not yeah. having the balls to pull them to trigger to, to actually go for it i've been scared to fail so i had a t-shirt printing business back in 2010 9 10 11 and i'd say the reason why that failed is because i didn't pull the trigger fully on it i had the idea but i didn't fully go out full hardly over many years i've always been entrepreneurial i've always had many many ideas People yeah. and tell you that, yeah, he's had the idea years ago. But I just never fully committed to it and actually tried it out. And since 2016, I'd say that's when I decided that every failure that I've had has built me up and made me stronger. You learn from your lessons.
0: And do you think that those lessons happened to? give you the right opportunities to put you on the right path as well.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of things that have happened in life shape you and make you into who you are, whether they're scary experiences, good experiences. Every experience you have shapes who you are and who you're going to be in the future. As long as you don't stay, and sit in that comfort zone and sit in that beautiful place, as long as you do take risks, you will succeed in life. I don't know anyone that's succeeded in life by not taking some sort of risk.
0: Yeah, no, I right, agree.
1: In any sort of way. So I know definitely, I just tell myself to every idea that you ever had, give it a go, try it, put it out of there, put it to the market, see if other people like it. And if it don't work, try again with another idea and if that don't work try again but the law of averages says that
0: something's gotta work (laughs) (laughs) that's very true and i think uh, you know at least when people are giving something a try um if it fails they can say that they have given it a go and that counts for a lot as well because the best stories people fail a lot of times before they succeed yeah definitely definitely So, you mentioned earlier that you were, um, you said you were afraid to fail, and do you think that came from who you were surrounded with, like in school, in education, or stuff that you were um, watching on TV and in the media as well?
1: Yeah, I think it was a combination of everything. And being the oldest sibling of the three of us, I've never wanted to fail, so... If I don't do something, I can't fail it, no matter how many ideas and no matter the goodwill and the intention, if I didn't do it, I didn't fail at it, so I could never have been a failure, so I think that was my comfort zone, that was my little excuse I had for getting out of actually taking risks and doing things. I was the oldest, I wanted to be seen as the sensible one, I wanted to set a good example, and sometimes in setting a good example, you are very safe you play play, you play but, a lot of yeah. things safe and yeah that's what I did I played a lot of things safe failure was a very it was a very tough thing to put myself from to <clears throat> experience in the first place and then to think oh I could possibly fail again and to put myself out there to potentially fail again yeah it can be hard On yourself mentally if you're not ready to pick yourself up and go at it again and know that if you pick yourself up and hit it again you may not always get the same result do you know what I mean
0: yeah so would you say it took a long time to build confidence back up after those failures as well or would you say it was just gave you more motivation to keep trying
1: I'd say the confidence was definitely there from the failure and prior to actually incorporating the business, whilst I was mm-hmm. doing the testing and the marketing and market research for the business, I was working for a company. We were renovating hotels. Uh, so I was working out of Sheffield five days a week and I was only back on weekends. and during that time, just having a bit of hands-on experience Ripping out a hotel room gave me that inner experience to say, Do you know what? I can actually do this. Sometimes people don't do things because they don't have the right labels associated with them, they haven't got the certification, they, are, they don't feel confident in actually putting yourself out there. And you don't always mm-hmm. need certification, you don't always need someone to say, Yeah, I believe you're qualified. If you touch it, give it a go and succeeded it, and that's one thing I felt. Whilst I was working and refurbishing the hotel rooms, it was definitely a confidence boost that I had to say, Do you know what, within the role that you are playing now, you, you, you are your own boss. I was a manager of the stores, so I was my own boss. And within being my own boss, I had to delegate and offer work out to different people and administer certain tasks, but at the same time, It then gave me the confidence to say, I know that I've done everything I need to do. I can then go and help him out. I've never done that work before, but in helping him out, I know that it's something I can do. I've taken to it quite quickly and quite easily. And mm, I've not done a bad job. And then from there, it just built on to that little bit of confidence to another little bit of confidence to another little bit of confidence to, do you know what? I think one of the first kitchen jobs I took on was a job in Gloucestershire which was a three-hour drive away quite away yeah yeah. and i remember coming back up from essex so i was working in chelmsford at the time i came back up from essex on the friday had a bit of sleep got in the car saturday morning drove down to chelmsford arrived there at about 10 o'clock worked for 13 hours straight and drove back to sheffield no, uh-huh. if someone had told me to yeah. do like that, I'd look at them and laugh at them. But at the time I had the drive, the desire, and I was brimming full of confidence. I knew that if I put my mind to it, I'd get the work done. I knew what I was doing. I knew what the client wanted work doing. I knew I was getting paid for it. And the confidence and the adrenaline that I was running on, well, enable enabled me to drive from Chelmsford back to Sheffield, have Four hours sleep, wake up, drive another three hours back to Glossop, work for thirteen hours straight, drive straight back to Sheffield, sleep and enjoy the rest of the weekend with kids. <laughs> So I was running yeah. on an adrenaline high, but at the same time the confidence that I had was enough to allow me to continue and push through the room.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's that's great and just Like you said earlier, um, you wanted to start your own dream rather than help someone else with theirs. And I think that's really inspiring as well. Thank you, Harvey. Amazing. And thanks so much for all of the uh, inspiring advice you've given today and for sharing your story as well. Um, Where can um, the listeners find out more about ReFaced? I'll leave links to the website and social media in the... Show notes as well.
1: Okay, so Reface, we're on social media. We're on Facebook, Reface, R-E hyphen F-A-C-E-D, L-T-D. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, same tag. We are on TikTok. We've got a LinkedIn page and we've also got a website. So the website is www.re-facedfaced.co.uk. Go online, have a look.
0: Brilliant! Thank you, Beer Time.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Oliver.
0: Thank you so much for joining me in the social sanctuary today. I hope you leave feeling inspired and uplifted by that great conversation. You can find out more about today's guest in the show notes and also you can support the show by buying me a coffee using the link in the description. If there's a guest you would like me to invite on to the next episode. Drop me an email, info at harveymorton.com or if you have any feedback, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. I'll see you for the next one. Thanks for listening.